Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Come check out our new vegan-friendly options. How's everybody doing? Feeling happy and healthy. I refuse to offer vegan-friendly options. Fuck them. <laughs> well, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> you know, some sometimes you're accidentally offering vegan options. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Everything <laughs> that I offer someone is at least 10% meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite how it works oranges 10 percent meat at least <laughs> so we're back again in uh the city of vigil population unknown where you guys are making your way to the southern ballista tower with a uh macguffin of a ballista bolt to go kill some mysterious uh hum- humongous mysterious creature uh, flying around in the clouds, supposedly uh, taking out survivors as they try to flee the city. And uh, but in the meantime, much nothing in our way. You have, uh, no, um, you have uh, come across a scene of a, a, a handful of guards who apparently were like transporting a bunch of very badly injured civilians on this cart with a cart uh, had a uh, one of the wheels fell off, and they're trying to get it back together. While uh, three undead creatures have uh, descended upon you, and you guys are trying to close the gap to intervene. Uh, these creatures are, of course, uh, Melakage, uh, quite large versions of the single Melakage that you fought back in Roslar's coffer. Big old ball of faces. You guys are whittling away at them. One of them has taken a quite a bit of damage, but they seem. Uh, much, much hardier than the one that you fought in Rosar's Coffer. So that brings us to Rogyar. All right. Rogyar is going to start off by gathering power to empower an air blast. Um, he'll float forward five feet, and he's going to aim it at the green Melakage, the, the southernmost one. Um, and he's going to include a pushing infusion in this. Deadly aimed. That's a 32 to hit. 32 hits. All right, so that is 49 damage, so 24 after being halved. Okay. And a 30 bull rush to uh, shove it back five feet. 30 is not enough to push it back. Wow. It just kind of, like, spins extra rapidly. Like it's a pool ball on a on a like a, a slick spot of oil, and you try to push it, but it just slides right off of it. All right. Well, you can uh, imagine that scenario. Well, now I know not to try that anymore because I rolled a fucking seventeen to, to shove it. Dang. Do you, do you usually put oil on your pool table? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, everybody can imagine that it happens. It happens all the time. All right. Uh, now it is Uhtred's turn. So Uhtred is going to charge out, and he's going to swing Valen. All right. That's a 31 to hit, and that's a crit threat. All right, that definitely hits. And that's going to be a 32 to confirm. That will confirm. Uh, but your, uh, sorry, your sword doesn't have ghost touch on it, does it? Uh, no, but it does have a chill touch spell in it. Okay, so unfortunately incorporeal creatures are immune to crits unless the weapon has ghost touch, um, but they, it does need to, uh, it will need to save against that uh, chill touch. Yep, so go ahead and give me damage. Uh, are they chaotic? No. So I asked if they were chaotic. <laughs> uh, and I said no. Uh, I thought you might have been mistaken, but... Alright, 12, 12 <laughs> damage from the scimitar. <laughs> Alright. Alright, here we go. We'll save. Got beat a 17, it looks like. 20. Alright. He unfortunately only had the time and spell slots to prepare Lightning Bolt once. So... There's really not much else he can do against these things. Uh... Not with that attitude. Come on, Don, and get in there. At least you can have a health pool. <laughs> uh, so he's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's gonna, 
He's going to take a double move action, and he's not going to close the distance, but he is going to uh, put himself behind the line of uh, two guards in Uhtred. What a maniac. And he looks terrified. It is now the Melakage's turn, and uh, they have begun their turn within 30 feet of somebody suffering from their despair ability. And with a with a, a sickening, squishy crunch, uh, all three of these things, uh, they are no longer translucent, and they just thump wetly to the ground. All of these faces this entire time have been wailing and crying in despair. And so the ones on the bottom of these spheres, like you can still hear them crying out, but like it's like now muffled from them just being smushed onto the ground. And they they've gone from like looking very sad to like now they just look mad. And uh yeah, they're going to lash out at the three creatures in front of them. They each have two bite attacks. I'm going to use an arcana point for the one attacking me. All right. All right, that's two successful bites to the red guard. I'll do the blue guard next. These guards seem like they're pretty uh, pretty decently armored, too. They've got full plate, uh, so that's one miss on blue. And that's two misses on blue. All right, so just red. I'm gonna take this damage. Between the two bites, it looks like uh, red guard took about 20 points of damage. All right, so now Uhtred. Yeah. That's gonna be a 26 to hit. Miss. And a 32 to hit. Miss. All right. So it's mechanically two bites, but I, I'm imagining that these balls of faces just constantly like spinning and turning, and it's just like every mouth on this thing is trying to take a bite out of you, and they're all just you know human-sized bites. So they're not no one bite is gonna like be like horrible, but it's just this humongous ball of faces, and they're just all trying to bite you at the same time. And it is now Randolph's turn. Sounds like a kindergarten class. <laughs> um, all right. Now for my next trick, uh, I will have full eyes do a move. Uh, he can't quite get there, so a double move over here. So he's in front of the um, green one, but not in range. Okay. Elksy is going to, uh, I'm going to redirect Elksy to be flanking with Elias. And actually, you know what? Elias is a beefcake. He is going to, he's going to go right up right. to, uh, green. And Elksy is going to run up and they're going to flank. And then I will double move. And so luckily, <laughs> we're not relying on me in there. We're relying on old Elksy. <laughs> Who's going to rear back and absolutely 19... Oh, plus two. 21. 21 will hit. Yes! Love you, Elksy. And these creatures are no longer incorporeal. So Elksy's... Well, Elksy's was the one damage source that wasn't being halved. But yeah, everybody else's uh, damage will now be uh, full. Sweet. So that was uh, 12 damage. And okay. she'll attack again. Oh, wait. I moved 10 feet. Can I attack again? No. Just the one attack. And I believe it is a... I don't. It didn't, it didn't uh, change anything, but just keep in mind, it is a swift action to direct the spiritual ally to move on your turn. Gotcha. So it counts... Wait. So it counts for my swift action and also a move action for Elksy? Uh, I mean, Elksy doesn't technically have any actions at all. But on your turn, it can attack as many times as your base attack bonus would allow. Hold on a second. Did I just talk myself into letting you take a full attack action? It kind of sounds like if I have the action economy to move it, it can full attack. You know what? Yeah. Uh, so you have to spend a swift action. And then on 
each round on your turn, it can attack up to however many times your base attack bonus allows. Love. Second attack. All right. 19. It is at a minus five for the second one. Yep. All right. 19 will miss. Almost got him. How about Thelias? Thelias did a double move. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but next turn, you know what I'm saying? Next Hell turn, totally yeah. make it all back. Arginus. Arginus. Fireball. And I believe the center point is going to be right there, so that way I can hit all three. Hell yeah. I'll roll my 10d6, and you roll your reflex. Okay, I will do that. 25. Save. 27. Save. 26. Dude, what the f- Is that I the mean, same outcome? The- <laughs> Not quite, but I, like these things, these close. things have pretty good saving throws. Like all of them are pretty good, and reflex is their best one. Yeah, it seems like these guys make some ridiculous reflex saves every time. All right, well, eight points of damage to each. What? They're not no, incorporeal not, yeah, they're anymore. Not corporal right now. Oh, oh, sixteen points each. Woo. Keep up, Tom. That's right. That's that's why. I, <laughs> that's why I was gonna do it. Is anything dead yet? Well, all three of them are dead, but <laughs> dispatched of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, red one seems like it's definitely getting up there, but yeah, the, they are... Getting up there? Not like barely <laughs> hanging on? These things seem... It's it's a big ball of faces. Who knows how many hits they can take? Um, and no, our faces take a lot. Just gonna move my guy uh, 30 feet closer. I'll be done. Okay, uh, and... Brave though they've been, uh, these guards are completely helpless and have taken a fuck ton of damage, so uh, they're each going to take a five foot step back and uh, yeah, on their next turn on their next turns they're going to uh, go back to helping get people back on the cart and fixing that wheel, which looks like it's maybe three or four rounds away from being fixed. All right. And it is now Rogar's turn. Okay. Let's see if we can't take someone out here. Rogar is going to gather power to empower another air blast at the green one. All right. While he's corporeal, see if I can get a nice good shot in on him. Deadly aimed. 29 to hit. 29 hits. So that's another 49 damage. All right, and that die, you son of a bitch. that removes uh, the green Melakage from the combat. Oh, the one I'm flanking on. Okay, come on, guys, yes. leave some for me. <laughs> I mean, just bash them as, as quickly as we can, but leave some. For, no, yeah, just kill them. <laughs> All right, it's now Uhtred's turn. Okay, I'm gonna take a full round on the red. You one. can. There you go. Five foot step north and flank red with Elsie. Yeah. Oh. Then yes, I will do that. That's going to be a 19 on the dice for the first one, for a 32 and a crit threat. These things are now corporeal, so you can crit them. Okay, and that's going to be a 27 to confirm. That confirms. All right. right, Can I get Uh, a crit card? And you do have uh, Chill Touch still going, right? I do. Okay. So this the slashing crit here is called Overhand Chop. Uh, Double damage and 1d4 bleed. Um, I'll say that they're corporeal, but still undead, so no bleed. But uh, the magic crit is called knockback, double damage, and the target is pushed 1d6 squares directly away. Okay. Okay, I'll take that one. I mean, you're not going to get your next attack if you do that, though. You can take it on blue. Oh, true. Yeah. And it'll push you into that difficult terrain while it's not incorporeal. True. If it lives. All right, so yeah, double damage okay. and uh, a one one d six squares away. And um, gonna ask this again: They're, are they chaotic? They're not chaotic. <laughs> still, still not chaotic. Huh? Wait, hold All on. Right. But they're corporeal now. That doesn't make them chaotic. Yeah, still not chaotic. All right, so that's gonna be uh, seventeen damage from the scimitar and one d six pushback. Five squares directly back. Getting that difficult terrain. Uh, now it's got to make a will save. 26. Yep, that passed. DC. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, that Malakage is looking pretty fucked up at this point, but it is still up. All right. Second attack. It's going to be a 24 to hit. 
But I rolled an 18 on the dice, which is actually a crit threat. Alright, that hits and threats. And the confirmation's 24. 24 will confirm. Alright. Now we've got ourselves a a, a patron crit. <gasps> oh yeah! Ooh. From the one and only Lord Richter, oh, purveyor God. of power dice. <laughs> Alright, the slashing crit here is called Swish Swish, There Goes Your Pants. Yep, yep. Uh, double damage and the creature's base land speed is reduced by 10 feet. That doesn't make any fucking sense in this context. <laughs> <laughs> and the magic crit is called Crackathoom. Double damage and this attack counts as a 5 foot radius spread AoE attack. Oh damn that would have been cool if you didn't push that other one away. <laughs> Alright. I guess just double damage then. Well you might as well drop their pants uh. too. Still, still uh, actually, I'm not sure I want to, though, because if it fails its will save, it's going to run away panic. Yeah. So make it run away slower. There's a picture in yeah, a hundred. Right. Take, I guess it's a hundred faces. Oh, no, my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, ni- 19 damage from the scimitar on the blue one. These things are rolling like absolute monsters. Uh, that is a 27. Yes, that will... Beat the DC. All right. Super embarrassed though that you can. It's 100 pairs of pants fell off of it somehow. <laughs> but now it is Dondon's turn. He's gonna hold. He's. You know what? He's gonna. He's gonna help uh, load that. He's gonna like go back over to the cart and like he like takes a look at what the guards are doing. He's like, no, no, you idiot! You've got to rotate it the other way, and like it's missing. Yeah, this fell, must have fallen on the ground somewhere. Like, oh, there it is over there. Uh, it grabs like a like a piece of hardware or something, and he starts assisting in uh, repairing the wagon. And now it's Melakage's turn. Uh, so Blue's gonna full attack on Utrid. All of those mouths are just gonna like brush up against Utrid. It's like when like how a cat just kind of like like shoves its entire face against you when it loves you, except instead of fur, it's teeth. I'm I'm getting very discouraged at the lack of reaction I'm getting from describing these things. It's like you guys don't even care. I feel like we've seen enough disfigured things, like even being in a palace yeah. of teeth. <laughs> it's kind of hard to like be surprised by the horror. Oh, so you're saying that I've desensitized you? Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Like, All right. I'll take that as a win. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, 32 against Utra's AC. Miss. Yep. And then a 25. Miss. Not going to rub any of your teeth nope. on me. And uh, then here comes Red uh, through the difficult terrain that is now affecting it. Uh, so it can reach Utrid with a full move, uh, but it's going to provoke from Elksy by doing so. Hell yeah. Can Elksy finish it off? 28. 28 hits. Oh, six damage. That Melakage is toast. Yeah. See, I knew pushing it back was the right choice. Yes, it was. Uh, (laughs) All right, and now it's Randolph's turn. Okay. Um, I will swift action to get Elksy over here, flanking. I'll have Elias... He's going to provoke. What's going to? Oh, wait. Never mind. I forgot Elksy is just a <laughs> is but a spell. Yeah. I'll have Thelias move over as well. And I'm gonna keep hustling over, but I'm so goddamn slow. This this is like the worst fight for me. I started so far away. <laughs> is it the worst fight you No, I mean Yeah, you've done work. You've been super super yeah, helpful. But imagine if I didn't have Elksy. Oh no, I can't imagine a world like that. Okay, and the <laughs> Um, can imagine a world from yesterday. <laughs> oh no, natural one. Oh no. What happens then? You roll the roll same thing confirm. to confirm. Oh, really? About 27. 27, don't confirm. And. Give us another roll. Okay. Well, oh, that was a. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, can full attack, yeah. I forgot. 26. 26 hits. 11 damage. Nice. And now I always forget. The dedicated slam is for if it has after it hits Randolph. Randolph. Yeah. Okay. Nobody hits my Randolph. Regular slam. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. 
Uh, we'll hit. That's uh, 13 melee damage and one fire damage. And because he moved, he doesn't get his second attack. <laughs> I will say, uh, as, as this is going on, and like Uchard through like the swirling faces of the Mag- Malakage catches like glimpse of like Elksy on the other side attacking, and like Randolph on his right shoulder, or Thelias on his right shoulder, yeah. attacking. He kind of gets that same warm sensation over his heart, like when our ovals absorb negative energy. Oh, nice! Like this feels this feels right. Right. It's like the good old days when you were stuck in the fog yeah. dome in Roslar's coffer. No. Okay. <laughs> I said yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was just silence <laughs> on my end. <laughs> All right. So that was Randolph uh, Arginus. Fireball. Um. We don't actually need to burn the city down. It's it's destroyed enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking to waste another one of those. Um, it probably smells a little worse with every fireball, too. <laughs> uh, I think our genus is just going to uh, hold his turn. All right. Uh, he'll, he'll, no, yeah, he'll, he'll hold his turn. Okay. Um, back to Rogiar. Okay, then. Rogiar is going to, yeah, I'll rinse and repeat here. Gather power to empower an air blast at this thing. Deadly aimed. If it's not broke, don't fix it here. That's a 30 to hit. 30's going to hit. 58 damage. 58 damage finishes off the final Melakage. All right. Yes. Getting that thing wet and squishy helped a lot. Hell yeah, yeah. These things are way less threatening when they're corporeal. Okay, uh, so with that, maybe at the end of the of this round, uh, the wheel is finally uh, correctly spun on and secured. I don't know how wagon wheels work, but uh, uh, but the cart is uh, again serviceable, and the final injured civilian is uh, gotten back on it, and uh, Ralphus turns to you uh, to you guys, and he. He just like has his arms open in gratitude and he says, thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know what would have happened if you hadn't come along. I don't want to think about it. Do you have, are are you going somewhere? Are you looking for shelter? We're, we're trying to leave the city. I hold up the mighty bolt and show him that we have a a very important uh, task at hand. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to leave the city right now. You can't stop us! I don't know us! if you've... Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. But if you, if, if, if you look up, there's uh, something flying around up in the, the sky there. Oh, yes, I've seen it. It, seem, it seems to be attacking anything that tries to leave the city. We're trying to go take it out, but it's uh, right now is not a good time to leave the city. But if you, where are we supposed to go? We've been just, we've been going nonstop, fleeing one horde of undead or one abomination around another corner. There's no sanctuary left. Well, if you head back the way we came from, we've cleared the route so far. Head towards the Sancta Ayamide. There should be a group of people, including Eluna Varvatos, on their way here. You can meet up with them. Oh, thank heavens. Yes, we will do that. And good luck to you on your mission. I I will pray for steady aim uh, when you fire at that thing. Yeah, here's hoping. And he uh he he limps to the uh to the edge of the cart and the other four guards they take up the task of wheeling all these injured people through the streets again and they uh, disappear around a corner. You know, the first time someone mentioned uh, that, you know, aim was critical, Randolph sort of just figured it's a ballista and the thing in the air, how hard could it be? But now that a second person mentioned it, he's starting to think, (laughs) he's starting to think, wait, I hope everyone doesn't think I'm firing this. Who is going to fire this? He hasn't corrected anyone yet. Yep. So, you know, he... He's Honestly, not the like, type of guy that would let that pressure build. 
I'm just trying to think, for as as to who's gonna fire it. I mean, oh, it's Rogar. Okay. Right now, like we're among us, who's ever got the best ranged attack, it's gonna be either Rogar or Uhtred. Okay. As long as, as long as this is like sort of understood that we do have someone, because if we didn't, we could potentially find someone. Yes. There's no way we would ever let okay. Joe click the <laughs> okay, button to perfect. roll the dice. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we're here for you. It is understood All that right. we do not trust your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ask, honestly. But we are inspired by your oh, income. You yeah, so that goes without saying. <laughs> all right, so we continue on towards that south tower. Indeed, you do. With that, you turn and you continue your journey. Uh, through vigil so eventually you reach the uh the inner wall in the south side of the city that separates uh the city itself and the outer wall with about like a quarter mile wide stretch of farmland and that quarter mile wide stretch encircles the entire city anybody who knows anything about vigil knows that uh, this stretch of farmland uh, is like magically uh, tended to, and the area between the inner and outer walls is always like the perfect climate for uh, cultivating these crops. Uh, normally, uh, you wouldn't be able to just waltz into this farmland because it's uh, a very important resource for the city. Um, so it's you know it's it's divided. It's protected by the inner and outer walls. It can be accessed, but not just like by street level. Uh, however, uh, in the wake of the attack on Vigil, uh, the inner wall and a large stretch of the outer wall uh, have completely crumbled. And it's a tragically simple matter of just clambering over the rubble to get to the stretch of farmland that you'll need to traverse to get to the outer outer wall where the ballista tower is the good news is you're able to do that with uh with little issue the bad news is give me a perception the bad check. news is <laughs> see the bad news is there's going to be a whole bunch of undead that can also do it with little issue <laughs> nope just give me a perception check Ugh. 21 also 21 14 so as you're making your way across this stretch of farmland uh you're reminded back at uh to your time spent at the ruins of roslar's coffer how uh a huge portion of the town was completely overgrown as if it had been hundreds of years abandoned and you've been traveling through the city and it's really just been like desolate undead filled cityscape uh it hasn't really been much uh plant activity in this stretch of the city it is wild. Uh, you like once you pass the rubble, it's like you've entered like a bamboo forest. And like once you get into it, you can't really see the ballista tower anymore because there's just so much vegetation blocking your way. There are bear patches here and there, and you know other spots where the plant. The, the plant life has mutated in other ways besides just like uh, sheer size uh, like you see these like weird like overly ripe like sickly gray fruits growing off of like corn stalks that like, you know don't bear fruit like that uh, it's just like these like horrible looking like cancerous growths on a lot of these plants you're traversing this stretch of uh, of the city, and you're, you uh, you get to a point where you can you can see a little bit better. And the ballista tower is uh, perhaps a hundred feet away, but uh, I just want everybody's marching order. Just just curious. Rogiar is probably like directly above the group, maybe like twenty to thirty feet up, maybe just like you know. As we were going through the city, he'd be in line, probably with the top of the rooftops, but not too much higher, because he doesn't want to draw the attention of the haunting dark. Yep. Good thinking. Uh, and then who's up front? Oh, you know who that is. Yeah, it's Randolph and the gang. So that's when 
something lashes out that appeared to be just another part of the vegetation haunting though it was am i about to burn down an entire forest because i mean this is living plant life technically like it's not that easy to catch it on fire does pathfinder make that specification yeah i think that'd be a very bizarre thing to input there no it doesn't it doesn't put this plant doesn't automatically burn when subject to a fireball before it lists every single plant in the game you're expected to make leaps of logic for stuff like this and living plant matter isn't just going to burst into flames uh, unless from a brief exposure to fire yeah Tom I believe in you yeah uh, I mean I don't know if if it's that brief to the point where like you yourself like how brief could it possibly be it's an instantaneous effect Go ahead and read the spell description. It even says that the spell effect emits, like, almost no pressure, and it doesn't even state that it lights flammable objects on fire, I don't think. And a lot of fire spells do explicitly state that. Right, So, but I guess... Tom, you're not going to burn all the plants (laughs) down. Like, there's, like, we're not not having a semantics battle right now. The answer's no. You can do it, Tom. If you put your mind to it. Right, but... In comparison to skin, like, uh, like I, I'm just thinking about the damage A circumstances. fireball is, fu- is functionally a flash of heat in a wide area. Um, right. It's not an explosion. It's, it's right. a flash of heat. And a flash of heat is not going to light living things on fire. Like, go outside and pick up, like, a leaf off a tree and try to light it on fire. You need to hold the match there for a while before it lights on fire. It's not just going to immediately The catch. fire so that you'll get put is your, also is not like good fire. It's like Put your hand on a hot pan that's been on the stove for 10 minutes. It's going to fucking hurt. Fireball does that to your entire body. Take that same pan and put it like put it up to a tree. The tree's not going to burst into flames. No. Oh, okay. Okay, are we good? Everybody's happy with Yes. That conversation. Oh, Tom wants to keep arguing, no, but we no, need to I, I have uh, no, no. I'm not going to get into an argument. That this was not where I wanted to go to. You've been you've been steering so, no, the bus, I'm Tom. Not going to have it. No, you guys have. <laughs> I, was, I told you. I was like, eh, I'm all right with it. So I'm going to roll a d6 to determine uh, who is getting uh, targeted by this attack roll. A one and two is going to be Uhtred, a three and four is going to be Randolph, and a five and six is going to be Thalias. Oh, so I'm 60% of this? Is that what you're telling me? You got it. <laughs> and that's a two. Well, what yeah, are the odds? Oh, because you're 60% of the front line. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Uhtred. Does a 31 beat your flat-footed AC? Yep. Just barely, though. All right. You're going to take 17. Oh, not just barely. <laughs> By a lot. Alright, you're going to take 17 points of damage as a, what appeared to be just another innocuous vine comes lashing out and uh, the owner of the vine uh, makes itself uh, visible to you. This tangled mass of thick reeds extends from a bulbous pod split by a wide thorn-toothed maw. Anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge nature check. 17. 15. I don't have that skill. Nobody knows what this plant creature is, but you do know that it's a plant creature. And what's very odd about it is if you ha- if you had a second to like think and like you let such a uh, such a trivial detail actually bother you, you might be like this looks like it might be an aquatic plant. But here it is on for the most part, dry land. Uh, but it might just be another weird fuckery of uh, this horrible magic. Now, how, everybody, how dry is this land? Would a fireball start the... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. A 30-minute discussion. Go. <laughs> All right, everybody roll initiative. How long... In between encounters, has it been? 
you have traveled about a half mile since the uh, the Malakage fight. So, considering all the debris and stuff, anywhere between like five and ten minutes, probably, depending on how fast you were going. Maybe even like fifteen. Uh, Rogiar initiative. Twelve. Uhtred. Twenty-eight. Goddamn. Randolph. Ten. Arginus. Seventeen. What's your modifier? Ooh, uh, two. Okay. Up first, as is tradition, Uhtred. Okay. I'm going to cast a mirror image. All right. Um, oh, hold on. Did I list the damage that you took? Yeah, I took it. I don't remember what it was, but I remember adjusting everything. It looks like you took like 13. Uh, I think it was slightly well, more, but I Yeah, but took a blade of barrier. Did a uh, did I say a thirty three versus your se- CMD? I think it was seventeen. You did not. Uh, so yeah, uh, my mistake because uh, I wanted to describe this thing before I went into like the fact that it's now grappling you. And then I just kind of forgot. So yeah, you get hit with this thing's viney tentacle and a thirty three versus your CMD. Uh, I assume uh, grabs you. Okay, so that would then pull you. We'll begin combat now, uh, and you are grappled. All right. Well, seeing as I'm grappled, I'm not going to cast that spell. Yeah, I. Uh, I figured. And instead, I am going to take a full round to attack, like swing my scimitar at the vine that's grappling me, and I'll make a call shot. Now, I believe because I have the improved call shot feat, I can take a full round action have one of them be a called shot one of my attacks be a called shot and then continue my what remaining normal attacks from a full round attack not as called shots but like as their normal attack that is correct and you get a plus two bonus on attack rolls that are called shots and i think vines we have ruled in the past are considered like an arm shot yeah uh so that's i think a minus two uh so it would so basically i take no yeah it'd be a wash uh, let me just verify that real quick. Yeah, minus two penalty. Uh, so the first attack is a 22, the call shot. 22 does not hit. My second attack was a natural one. It's a 25 to confirm. 25 does not confirm. Uh, now it's Dondon's turn. Dondon is going to uh, move up to Uhtred, uh, putting himself, putting Uhtred between himself and the... Uh, plant creature diagonally, so that's uh, 15 feet away from it, hoping that that doesn't provoke. I honestly didn't know until I just checked, uh, and it doesn't. And he's going to cast Greater Invisibility on Uhtred. Sweet. He shouts, get out of there! Arginus. Not sure that actually helps me getting out, though. Well. If I get out, it'll be helpful. It, um... it, it will help you a little bit with, like... It, like maintaining the grapple and stuff. Uh, I'm going to uh, actually take out that sword and what, what was the spell that was attached to it? It was just like a, an ability it's, that it can do. It's Scorching Ray. Oh, oh. Scorching Ray. All right. <laughs> just a single ray. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it would be a move action to take that out and then a standard action to do the, the ray. It's going to have a soft cover from that unless you move yourself somewhere. Oh, well, Uhtred's not there anymore. Um, he, he's still in the way, even if you can't see him, but I'll, five foot step. I'll take that five foot step uh, up. Okay. Yeah. Scorching Ray. 17. 17. We'll hit. Nice. 46. Uh, 11. All right. So our genus points the, the longsword, uh, which he's probably holding extremely awkwardly. Uh, but points the the sword at this uh, plant creature and hits it with a scorching ray. The scorching ray hits the plant, and uh, the plant, though it doesn't have a mouth that you can see, uh, you can it emits this like shrill, like screech, like it's in like an extreme amount of pain. And you think maybe instead of eleven, it might have taken sixteen damage. <laughs> so, contrary to the conversation we just had, 
this plant creature appears to perhaps be particularly vulnerable to fire. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that really stung uh, coming out of you. I I respect you for actually allowing me to have that extra damage there, Alex. (laughs) I mean, it's in the rules. No, I know. Um, Our our genus... Yes, yes! (laughs) You're gonna let him go. It is now the plant creature's turn. It goes nah uh, and uh, uh, so yeah, it's going to roll to maintain its grapple against Uhtred. So it's. I'm trying to think of if it has a mechanical disadvantage from Uhtred being invisible, because if it was in a thinks if it was an attack roll. Then Uchi would have a fifty percent miss chance. Yeah, but it's um, already holding. Yeah. Him. Like I think Uchi's gonna have an advantage on his like attack on his turn, but I wouldn't think the creature would have a penalty for maintaining something it's already holding on to. Yeah. All right. So it's gonna maintain its grapple. Natural one. Hey. Nice. <laughs> uh, That's what we like to hear. Holy shit! Because the suffocate was. Another, another thing that I didn't notice. The first thing I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. Um, Suffocating? <laughs> so what? So what? <laughs> uh, these creatures have an unerring talent for seizing their victims by the throat. A grappled creature can't speak or cast spells with verbal components. And a creature affected by uh, the plant strangle ability, uh, which is the thing I just read, can't breathe and must br- uh, hold its breath or suffocate. So now, see, you left that out. <laughs> I was like, oh, "All right, I'm grappled. Like, no big deal. <laughs> Plant's not gonna eat me." Yeah. So it was. I guess it, it grabbed Uhtred, it pulled him close, and it was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to choke him." And then uh, tried to get a better grip, but uh, Uhtred seized his moment and wriggled free. And being invisible, the plant creature kind of lost track of him. So yeah, that was pretty huge, honestly. Um, and it's now Rogyar's turn. Um, no, Rogyar is going to... I'm tempted to try the entangle effect, but I think I just want to go for maximum damage. So we're just going to gather power to empower an air blast. All right. Deadly aimed. That's a 33 to hit. 33 will definitely hit. 57 damage. Still standing. Randolph. How's it looking? What my goggles say? Uh, works on plant creatures? That's fucking dumb. <laughs> it's below half health, but it's not, like, at death's door. Uh, me and Thelias are going to take a five-foot step forward and full attack. All right. You guys got this. Things good as dead. Money, Money in, the in the bank. Shorty, what you drank? 31 to hit. 31 hits. And these are some big numbers. Uh, 20 physical plus 6 acid. And second attack is a uh, more reasonable 21 to hit. 21 misses. That's all right, because Elias is coming in off the top turn buckle with a 17. That's a miss. And a 23. 23 will hit. Yes. Uh, 17 physical damage and two fire. Now, that fire, if you remember, might uh, be extra saucy. Yeah. Uh, The creature is lit on fire, and it causes a chain reaction. And (laughs) this entire stretch of farmland (laughs) is now con fuego. (laughs) Uh, No, but that is, however, enough damage to finish off this plant creature. Yes. Nice. I knew it. Now, see, you got... A scythe, which is, you know, primitive farming equipment, and uh, fire punches. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yep, yep. Fire shovels, thank you very much. Oh, fire shovels, you're right. Dig down into the dirt, get the root. Even better. And I want one more perception check, please. From everyone? Or... Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. 34. I shouldn't ah, there we go. 11. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. 24. That's still pretty good, Uhtred. Yeah. Your perception's not bad. Like, it's, it's yeah. Definitely, you've improved right. it a lot from, like, it used to I've be, like, a why bother thing when yeah. we were lower levels, yeah. I got ten ranks in it, but it only adds a nine. Because it's not a class skill. 
<laughs> yeah, and, uh, I have a negative one. Still, perception just happened so often. I was like, ah, oh, goddamn it! I'm just gonna have to fix this. Uh, so Rogiar, at the last second, uh, you would turn around and you see a creature flying in the sky, and you won't be flat-footed versus its attack. As the Rogiar turns around and spots it, it lets out this horrifying howl. And this corpse swoops through the air with hideously elongated legs and a bow made of bone. And it draws its bow back and it says, I wondered when I'd run into you lot. Oh no, you fucking didn't. And Yando is going to make a full attack on Rogiar. What? No! Alex, you're the worst. How could you're the actual you? Alex, worst person. How could you? Alex, you're a fucking monster. What the fuck is wrong with you? You no. have kids. <laughs> you have Seriously? two kids. <laughs> fucking spend 10,000 gold on this dude and you do this to us? Like, fuck That's you. Insane. <laughs> yeah, no. What? That's 22 to hit. That's a miss. <sighs> 18 to hit. Miss. And a 24 to hit. Miss. Oh man, yeah, it's Alex, fucking, fucking. That's some karmic monster. justice right there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you guys can make a knowledge religion check on what Yando got turned into. You monster. <laughs> uh, Eighteen. Twenty-seven. Fifteen. I don't have that skill. <laughs> hey Axel. Yeah, what's up? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, none of you guys rolled high enough to identify the type of undead the Ando has turned into. I'm I'm bringing an emergency piece of business to the table of the fan club. <laughs> it's the immediate removal <laughs> of Alex Perry, effective immediately. All in favor, say aye. aye. Hi. Hi. That's okay. There's not going to be a fan club for much longer. Oh, there still be a fan club. You can have fan club and death, but you will not be a part of it. You will turn over your fucking picture ID on the door. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So it is now Uhtred's turn. Uhtred is going to cast fly. He's going to fly right up and swing Valo at this this isn't Yando. This is this is something else. I don't know what this is. It's a cheap knockoff wish version. I don't think you can cast fly and then move and attack. Uh, yeah, right. I probably can't. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, invisible, so I will just cast fly and move up like next to him. All right. Next turn. Oh. <laughs> Kapowie. All right. It's now Donnan's turn. Uh, he sees, uh, he sees a flying ranged attacker, and, uh, he's going to cast, uh, greater invisibility on himself. What a hero. Yep. Uh, Arginus. <laughs> he can't do anything in terms of attacking, so we were like, well, at least you got hit points. <laughs> yeah. What a hero. How high up is he? Uh, let's say 30 feet. Uh, let's cast uh, lightning ball. Does that connect? Ball lightning. Ball lightning. Does that stay above ground? Can it hang out up top there? I don't know if it can like hover or fly. Uh, you create two globes of lightning that fly in whichever direction you indicate. For every four castles plus seventh, not effective. Uh, these globes fly fly at a rate of twenty feet per round and have perfect maneuverability. They fly. I don't know. It's pretty ambiguous wording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's put one on Yando. And uh, let's put one 10 feet above him. Uh, does Yando need to make a reflex save? Yes, he does. It's 3d6 damage negated by a reflex save. And he has a minus four if he's wearing metal armor. Uh, he is not, and he got a 30 on his reflex save. Oh, good lord. That makes it. Uh, okay. And I will add, 
that uh, although he missed you three times, Rogyar, uh, you would probably notice that all of the arrows he's firing from his bow are actually just long white bones. Yep. So all those things we've been seeing impaled by shards of bone in the street have been just shot down by Gando. No Yando. fucking way. God. So it would seem. I mean, there's a reason the man has a fan club. Did you at least, like, feel uncomfortable when you were coming up with this? <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's it's, no, it's he, pretty sad. He was he was laughing with glee the whole time. <laughs> Uchid was also starting to feel an awful lot like, man, everyone I know just keeps dying. <laughs> yep. So, add this name to the list. This one got on there twice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Honestly... This would have fucking sucked if Viper was still. I was just thinking that. Yeah, my god, this would have been this would have been a repeat of the events of Roslar's tomb if Viper was here. (laughs) It would have set her the fuck off. Speaking of setting Viper off, Rogar, it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. This this one's gonna be. This is deserved. Rogar's gonna gather power to empower a blizzard blast at Yando. Yep, appropriate. So it's going to take one point of burn. Um, no. Yeah, not empower. Just gathering power to blizzard blast. So that's one point of burn, and I'm going to add the entangling infusion to it. Okay. So you're not firing at this round? No, I am firing at this round. Oh, okay. I'm not empowering. I'm just gathering power. So normally the, the blizzard would cost two burn. I'm gathering power to lower that to one burn. Got it. And then adding the, uh, yeah, adding the entangling infusion, which not sure why I bother because his reflex save is ridiculous, but we're going to try it. Deadly aimed. All right. It's a 29 to hit. Damn. That hits. All right. And Yendo takes 69 points of damage. That Damn. wasn't empowered. That's crazy. <laughs> and again, half of that, so 69 damage, half was piercing, and half is cold. All right, up next is Randolph. Hold on. Oh, he needs a reflex save. Oh, sorry. I'm assuming he's going to make it, but I'm going to need you to roll it yep, anyway. Yep, yep. Yeah, real quick, am I losing my mind, or did we not roll knowledge checks and then not, like, ask any questions? No, you did roll knowledge we checks. We didn't get high no, enough. No, you rolled high enough. Um, a 27 wasn't high enough? No. Wow. The DC is usually 10 plus the CR. So if this thing is at even a, a CR 8 or higher, that wouldn't have, uh, you wouldn't identify it. No, uh, that would make it a DC 18. Shit, my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Leave the math to Matt, all right? What have we learned? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Excuse me, Utrid does identify that Yando has turned into a bicock. What? A bicock. Uh, B-A-Y-K-O-K. When hunters become utterly obsessed with the chase and indulge excessively in the savagery of the kill, their souls become progressively tainted. When such remorseless hunters perish before they can capture and kill their quarry, they sometimes rise from death as bicocks. You can doesn't sound anything like Ariando. He was I mean, a gentle pretty man. obsessed with killing undead. Uh, Not my little Yando. Okay, you can ask two <laughs> questions about your little Yando. Did it have wings? No. It's like it flying. appears to just be like flying in the same way that you are. Okay. Um, I'd like any DR. No DR. I would like to know uh, one offensive ability. You got it. I'll tell you about its Devour Soul ability. Well, that sounds familiar. <laughs> a bicock can take a standard action to devour the soul of an adjacent dead or dying creature. The dying creature can... Res- uh, assuming the creature is dying and not dead, it can resist this attack with a fortitude save. If it fails, the target is immediately slain. If the creature is already dead, it uh, doesn't get a saving throw, although the body cannot be more than one hour dead. A creature subjected to this attack cannot be brought back to life by a raised dead... Uh, resurrection and more powerful effects do work normally. Uh, when a bicock devours a soul in this way, it heals 5d6 plus 10 points of damage and becomes hasted for four rounds. Nobody died near this thing. No, it's fine. You got it. 
Okay, uh, so with that, it is now Randolph's turn. Uh, Randolph's not really a ranged uh, damage dealer, so I'm going to hold my action, and my action is going to be to toss a heal if uh, someone gets hit by his bone. Have we used the bead? Blast? Oh, oh, the bead of blast. Yeah, the bead of blast. Let's do that. Good call. All right. Randolph Which, will uh, uh, clutch his will bead. Yes, bless. All right, uh, and that'll affect everybody but Utrid and Yando. And it's now Yando's turn. And Yando looks around, and he he doesn't see uh, Utrid or Vipera, and he he says uh, says, "Oh, how how we're dwindling in numbers. I bet Vipera's hiding with that ring. Vipera, don't let him hit me. I'm your friend." And he's gonna draw his bow back, and he's going to. Uh, go after Rogyar again and uh, that first attack is going to provoke from Utrid. That's a uh, 27 to hit. 27 will uh, hit his flat-footed AC minus 2. Okay. Um, is he chaotic? No. It's right. a whole lot of non-chaotic undead I here. Know. Oh, no. Sorry. This, this guy always setting me up. Uh, it's 11 slashing damage. Uh, he is undead, so... He needs to make uh, a will save. What's, what's the duration save. on that chill touch? Is it just until it's dispersed? it's charges, babies? Yeah. All right. I got three three charges left after this attack. Okay. That's a twenty-six. Will save. He saves. All right. Here comes a full attack on Rogiar. Twenty-six to hit. Twenty-six does not hit. Nice. How about a 29 to hit? 29 does. Okay. And then the final attack. An 11 to hit. The the dice. The, my dice are just as pissed off at me as you guys are about what I've done to Yando. <laughs> if it's any consolation. Okay, Rogyar, you're going to take uh, nine points of damage from the, uh, the solid bone arrow. Uh, there's a little bit of negative energy in there, but you're going to absorb all of that. And I'm going to need a fortitude save. That's a 20. God damn. All right. You feel your body seize up momentarily. Like getting hit with this arrow is going to paralyze you. But you fight that off. And it's now Uhtred's turn. After getting uh, slashed by Uhtred when he was attacking Rogyar, uh, Yando turns to the side. He goes, oh, there you are, you cheeky fuck. There I am. All right, I guess I'll just keep the charges. I had three more chill touches in there, so. All right. Full round attack. All right. Hiya. Give it to me. Uh, first one's a 23. 23. Plus whatever bonuses I get for being invisible. 23 will hit his flat-footed AC minus two. Nice. Um, it's going to be eight slashing damage, and then the will save. 16. That fails. So he is actually going to... Run away as if panicked for, I think it's 1d4 rounds plus my level. Okay. I'll put the spell in. <laughs> right? You're going to be running for a long time. Uh, yeah, 1d4 rounds plus run one round per caster level. So 1d4 plus 10. 14 rounds. All right, awesome. Yeah, what a what a, what a super cool way to, to end this very dramatic combat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're you're taking a full a full attack action though, I assume, right? Uh yeah. My my second attack was bad. Didn't hit. It was a ten. Okay. Okay. And now Donnan's turn. Uh he feels safe. Uh and he's despite getting that spell book, he's uh, pretty low on magic. And uh, now it's Arginus' turn. Arginus will uh, so the lightning ball still goes on, so yep. make another reflex. Yep. Uh, 26. Makes it. And, and then, you know what, let's just do, um, I'm going to uh, cast mirror image on myself. Alright, and Rogyar. Okay, let's, uh, I don't like that he's running away, because I can't kill him if he does that. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, let's let's gather power to empower an air blast at him. All right. Deadly aimed. 35 to hit. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, that hits. <laughs> and let's see. It's 35 and 17 is 52 damage. You destroy Yandow. Can't, <laughs> can't run away when you're dead. Yow. Yando falls to the overgrown, vine-covered ground in pieces. What do you guys do? I hug Thelias. That wasn't Yando. That was not Yando. But Rogier is still going to turn and start floating towards that tower with a tear in his eye. Because <laughs> even though that wasn't Yando, that confirms our worst suspicions. This is true. Indeed. You did lose Yando. It, uh... <laughs> It seems that you uh <laughs> that you recognize him. Uh is there a uh is there a story behind this one? For another time. Yes, yes. Story. That story surely will be written in stone. Yeah, your uh your plus ones don't uh don't have a history of dying on you, do they? Well, we've had two before <laughs> you and they're both dead and one died twice. <laughs> So I'd say you're basically on. So the you're saying top. there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying that you're wearing a red shirt right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys arrive at the Ballista Tower with no further uh, hindrances. I would fly the rest of the way there if uh, it lasts long. Oh yeah, it's a it's a hundred feet away. You flies at oh, a minute okay. per level, I think. You reach the ballista tower, and uh, there's a there's like a slit uh, on the door at around eye level, and it's like it's like it's like a sliding uh, compartment of the door, and whoever's in there, uh, they know that they they're aware that you're approaching, because uh, as you approach the uh, the compartment slides to the side, and you see uh, a set of eyes, and they look at you very suspiciously. And they say, who are you? What do you want? I uh, I hold up the bolt and I say, we're here to take down that thing in the sky. Open up. The the eyes grow wide for a moment, but then they like, the eyes like dart to the side, like somebody off stage is like speaking to them quietly. And then they, they look back at you and uh, they still look a little suspicious and they're like, no offense, but we can't take any chances. How can we trust you? Because we're breathing, man. Nothing makes sense well, what anymore. What do you need? He, his eyes dart to the side again, and he like he nods and he dances back and forth for a second, like he's being handed something. Uh, and then uh, he he like steps away from the from the slot, and uh, his he like just kind of extends two fingers out of the slot, cause like that's all that like he has room for and uh i touch him et style <laughs> he goes oh no gay uh he between the two fingers uh that he's extended through the slot is a tiny glass vial once somebody takes that his uh he returns to the the slot and he says that's a vial of holy water one of you drinks that nothing bad happens you can come in okay do a, a detect magic spellcraft on it first okay uh it is it's not magical. What would be the appropriate knowledge to make sure it's not poisoned? Craft alchemy. Yeah, craft alchemy. There's a spell called detect poison. All right, I'll drink it. All right. It. We could just fly up to the ballista at the top of the tower and just do it ourselves. <laughs> I th I actually had that thought too, but <laughs> this seems like an easy enough test. Yep, yep. So you drink the vial and uh, it. Even though the vial didn't feel cold to the touch, the water is very cool and refreshing. Uh, and you know, you, you feel uh, it feels like some like some dang good water, uh, and your insides do not burn uh, as they would if you were undead or some other unholy creature. And satisfied, the uh, the eyes, uh, or the head on head that the eyes are on, it kind of nods, and the uh, the slot closes and you hear a, a, lar a loud clunk and the door swings back allowing you to enter and we'll see you next week
on the Inspired Incompetence oh, Podcast. God. Rip you endo. Oh. See ya. Rip you endo. See ya. See ya. See ya. Hey, Alex. Fuck you. <laughs>